So, a candidate from Uzbekistan sent us the following uh, question. You know, should I join BBM where I study or return and join in my home country? And within that, they put in a couple of other questions which I'll touch on, right? So, obviously, you know, Uzbekistan is a fairly large emerging market, but nowhere near, you know, the scale of Brazil and China and so on. But it is a very rapidly growing emerging market. In some ways, I think it's faster growing than Brazil and India and even China. And the question they had is that, you know, do they go home and join BBM, which I think would be difficult. I'm not sure BCG Bain or McKinsey isn't ha even has an office in Uzbekistan. Tashkent, I think the capital is. And, you know, should they then start or should they start in BBM in the United States and transfer back to their home country, either joining a BBM office in their home country or, you know, joining directly in industry? And... While the person who raises this from Uzbekistan, I'm going to talk generally in emerging markets and compare the options of joining a U.S. office or going back to their home country and then, you know, taking it uh, from there. So let's look at the options, right? Joining BBM in the United States. Obviously, it is very, very competitive to, to work for BBM in the um, in the United States if that's where you're doing your MBA or Canada or the U.K. and so on. There is a prestige factor of working in McKinsey, New York, I think one. I would say that the candidate is right in saying there's better training, but I think the better training is not necessarily uh, the resources would be better. It would be better if you joined a large office where most of the resources are developed and the people who develop those resources, like some of the senior partners, would be in those offices. But more importantly, the caliber of the people you interact with on projects would be much, much higher. Better experience due to exposure to the American companies, which are on average higher quality. That's one of the reasons this candidate said he'd want to join this. I would say this is actually not true. I would say that one of the reasons why your training would be worse off is because American companies are so well developed that the kind of issues you're going to face are not going to be that complex. Or if they're that complex, they're going to be so isolated and narrowed for you that you cannot be exposed to some of the broader messes you would face in emerging markets. For example, if you're helping a state-owned enterprise in, let's say, uh, Saudi Arabia deal with the organizational structure, you're going to be facing much more tougher challenges than if you're helping Freddie Mae and Fannie Mac or whatever they call uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, I think it is, um, in the United States against state-owned enterprises. The point is this. Like in sport, the tougher the competitors you play, the better you are at sport. I mean, Brazil doesn't win World Cups by playing Honduras and Guatemala in preparation for the World Cup. They play other superpower teams. It's the same thing in management consulting. The You're a better consultant, the more challenging both the issue and the type of client you, you engage. And I would think emerging markets, based on my experience of having worked both in the UK, USA, Canada on consulting engagements, South Africa, Chile, Turkey, Russia, and so on, certainly I learned more in the emerging markets because the challenges are so much you know, greater. I think that's another reason why you'd want to potentially stay in the United States um, beyond those that were listed by the candidate. Firstly, is that while you may understand your home market very well, your home market may not be that well developed. So you may have a very small office. And if you have a small office, you don't have that ability to build better, such good relationships with your peers because you're most likely going to be staffed on projects of an international nature with teams flying in and out. Well, of course, there are benefits to that. There are also disadvantages because it's harder to build peer networks. I mean, if you have a large office of 150, 200 people, it's easier to build a peer network within your office. 
share ideas, share concerns, and leverage of each and other's experiences. And that doesn't exist in the in the home office. And so let's look at some of the benefits of returning to your uh, country, whichever that may be, and joining you know BBM there. I think the first one is that certainly cultural barriers, barriers, language issues are not such uh, a big problem. The higher growth nature of the country, I think, is a double-edged sword. Firstly, some countries with very high growth rates have very unstable. Um, industrial basis, so McKinsey, Bain, BCG does not offer, open an office there. And what they normally do, for example, in many countries in the former Soviet Union, they served out of um, parts of Eastern Europe, but mostly the Moscow office, who flies people out along with London. So even though your country may have high growth, uh, it may be a little bit far away from opening an office. I think the first rule is, you know, do you have a BBM office? There? If so, how large is an office? I mean, at first, certainly, you know, it depends which BBM you want to join. I mean, Bain is as pitifully small offices in most emerging markets, and the quality of the training and people is, you know, not great, I'll be honest. So McKinsey generally throws the most resources into emerging markets, followed by BCG. But again, depends on the emerging market. I mean, if you're looking at Central Europe, Roland Berger is a major player there in emerging markets. Parts, parts of Asia, they're a big player. Parts of Africa, parts of Latin America, even parts of Africa, and I would say Eastern Europe, Deloitte's a big player. So the point is, if you're joining BBM in your own country, be careful of the one you pick. Bain is very weak in emerging markets, and if you're joining Bain in an emerging market, then you might as well just not join a consulting firm, in my opinion. You're not going to be getting the kind of experience you would expect from that brand marquee. Better exit opportunities, yes, the exit opportunities are better because these countries are suffering from a significant brain drain, I would say it makes a lot of sense. Earlier opportunity to start a professional network in that country, that's one of the other reasons. I would say that that makes sense. And obviously has this country post 7% growth rate year on year. You know, as a country evolves and the network you have grows and matures, it becomes a very powerful network to be linked into. But the most important reason, which the person has actually mentioned here, is that when you join BBM in an emerging economy, a smaller office, you get a chance to be staffed under crown jewel clients. So let me tell you something right now. It is more beneficial to be staffed onto a crown jewel client with serious problems and who is doing something materially significant to the country than to be staffed onto a U.S. engagement where you're competing with thousands of people, firstly, onto less lucrative assignments. My advice is that if you are graduating from, let's say, Stanford in the United States and you have a chance to return to Russia or stay in the United States, I would go to Russia. Firstly, despite everything we've said, Jeff, the opportunities in those countries for client engagements are significant. Some of the most challenging, significant, and monetarily largest consulting engagements in the world, strategy, operations, and otherwise, are taking place in the emerging markets, Russia, Turkey, South Africa, Chile, Brazil, China, India, and so on, right? So... You will be staffed into projects which will really test you, but beyond that, because the offices tend to be small, you are given more responsibility. In well-developed offices like New York and San Francisco, the infrastructure is in place, and because the infrastructure is in place, you're only given what is expected of you, not more of that. And I think that you know, this, this, the, the chance to be given more than is expected of you does stretch you. It does lead to burnout for some people, but for those people who they're looking for the right opportunity to grow, it is a fantastic opportunity to go in and help with the turnaround of a state-owned enterprise or an oil and gas company that's struggling in India or Russia and be given a stream of work, a work stream that they would never have been given if they had worked in San Francisco or New York. 
That's the first reason. The second reason is that while there are differences between the offices like New York, Cincinnati, Toronto, Moscow, Johannesburg, uh, Sao Paulo, and so on, the the differences are not that significant. I mean, consulting firms, the big two, I would say, BCG and McKinsey, go through a great amount of um, trouble to make sure that the experiences are similar. So the amount of training exposure you get in New York is the same that you'd get in New York or Johannesburg and so on. So while you get exposed to more training and development, I'd say it's it's quite it's quite a small um, uh, difference, especially if you're going to be staffed onto projects, where, which is where you get the bulk of your training. I mean, I learned most of the things that I know by being on projects with very capable partners. Now, the the next point you have to remember again, it comes down to the firm you're joining. McKinsey works on a global staffing model. So if you're sitting in Singapore working on a project, you're going to be staffed with people, you know, from many different parts of the world who have the expertise. So you're getting that cross-pollination of ideas and building a network. If you're working at BCG, BCG primarily works on a hub model whereby you have one major office supporting regional and smaller offices around it, the way Singapore supports the Southeast Asian hub. And then you have Bain, which is a purely an office-based model whereby you're going to be working primarily with the people in your office. So if you're joining in, say, the Russian office, the Moscow office, or McKinsey, you're going to be exposed to many people. A lot of projects in, obviously, the former Soviet Union, but you're going to be working with experts from all over the world. BCG, you're going to be working with regional experts. You know, a lot of people from London will be supporting you. Bain, office space mostly, and of course, because it happens to be a tiny office in this case, you may get one or two experts coming in. But the point is, it is primarily office space. And I think if you're joining Bain in an emerging market, I would think twice about doing it because they are very weak in emerging markets. It depends on the specific emerging market you want to join. You know, Bain will always tell you they're growing rapidly, but when you're growing from a size of two people or nine people per office, obviously I'm exaggerating the two, but you, you get the point, it's very easy to say you're growing rapidly. I mean, it's just, there are there are disadvantages to being that small. You know, there are scale disadvantages. There's the fact that you can't service large clients as the amount of uh, development work you can do, the amount of networks you can build. Imagine going to an office and you see the same nine people every day. It can be a bit disappointing. Beyond that, it is the office politics issues. I mean, if you build a bad relationship with the two engagement managers in that office or associate engagement managers, whatever title Bain has these days, what happens to your career then? I mean, if you're at McKinsey and you have some bad relationships which you're bound to have, you have a chance to leverage it across many other offices where you would be working with different engagement managers. Bain, less chance of that. So just to recap, the first one is, you know, the chance of working on these amazing projects in emerging markets. The second is the differences between offices for the major firms are very small. The third one, the type of firm you join is very important because of their staffing model. The staffing model plays a huge role. And the fourth one, which I would say is very important, is don't try to find a gap to go forward. At the end of the day, it's like an arbitrage. If, if the gap lasts for a long time, it's going to get closed because if everyone knows this gap exists, everyone's going to plug in. So imagine all of your friends who went to Stanford and Harvard from Uzbekistan understanding this and all going back to Uzbekistan. What happens? It becomes an ultra-competitive office, which is the case for McKinsey in Moscow at this point. It is an ultra-competitive office because all these guys who went to Stanford and Harvard have now gone back. Very difficult to make it. So the point is this. A good firm is going to attract outstanding people, right? And outstanding people are going to go to those offices and make it ultra-competitive. Beyond that, I would say, p- 
pick an office you're most comfortable in working, which will give you exposure to the best client experiences. Now, that's the most important thing. If you get the best client experiences, let, let me explain how this works. Let's assume that we're doing a project for, let's say, large Gazprom in Russia, corporate strategy project. By the nature of the client, the firm's top partners are going to be assigned to that project, so you're going to be rubbing shoulders with the top partners. But the nature of the size and the importance of the client, the best people in the world in McKinsey are going to be assigned on it, so you're going to be working with the best people. So, if anything, pick the country you're going to work on by, firstly, the type of clients there, and secondly, the, the, the scale and prestige of the clients. And I would say today, Emerging markets have some of the most amazing clients in the world. I mean, if you look at countries like South Africa and Brazil, Turkey, I mean, they've got some really world beaters there that are consulting friendly. That means these companies are mature and higher management consultants. In some emerging markets, um, the, the large corporations, which tend to be family-owned, are consulting-averse. They aren't mature enough to understand the value of management consulting. So in those economies, the crown jewel clients are not always the largest clients, but they tend to be subsidiaries of foreign companies. So just let's just recap everything I've said here. How would I go about making this decision if I was this guy going back to Uzbekistan? Firstly, I don't think there's a BBM office in Uzbekistan, from what I understand. There could be. McKinsey may have opened an office in Tashkent since then, but I could be wrong. Uh, if I'm, and I, Tashkent may not even be the capital of Uzbekistan. I may get, even be getting that wrong. So firstly, look at the country in which you belong to. For, second, think about which consulting firm has an office there. With McKinsey and BCG, I would seriously consider it. Rodenberger, depending on the office. Deloitte, depending on the on the country as well. Monitor, Monitor is not particularly strong in any place. Booz, Middle East, I would say Booz in the Middle East is a very strong player. That's the first thing you look at. Look at which country, which consulting firm is there. Secondly, look at the nature of the industry. Firstly, are the major consulting clients true crown jewel clients? I mean, are they truly the kinds of firms that if you put in your resume that you do the corporate strategy, organizational strategy, or turnaround for this business, it would impress people around the world? Right, that should be a second criteria. Third one is that what is the nature of the problems they face? And third one, what is the stage of growth of that office? If it's a young office, sort of a medium-sized office, you are going to get many opportunities. If it's a large office, you are going to get many opportunities as well, but obviously slightly less. So do not. So I would say that, you know, do not compare a country based on the fact that you may have an advantage by going there. The only advantage you have is by the type of clients you have and the type of client work done. Everything else sort of levels itself out. Other people are going to be asking themselves this question as well. And if enough people go to a region whereby they think they can compete with an advantage, then you don't have an advantage. So your only criteria should be firstly, are you comfortable in the country? Do you feel that you can talk to clients in the language you'd fit into the culture? Because that plays a big role. Now, understanding cu cultural nuances. For example, imagine you're having a coffee chat one day and everyone's talking about the baseball game. Do you know how difficult it is when you don't know what baseball is? Or you don't know how to why they're laughing? You don't fit in. So cultural impact makes a big, big um, uh, uh, um impact in terms of whether you will be able to to fit in and build a relationship because remember the only way to grow up in a consulting firm is to be is to be comfortable with clients engage clients and make sure they're comfortable with you but if you don't speak the language you don't understand the cultural nuances it's very difficult to do that so if you're one of those people who cannot overcome it or need to connect in a cultural way to build 
a relationship, then you are going to struggle in the United States, Canada, and the UK if you come from outside. Obviously, going to your home country makes a lot of sense, but only do it if the project experience you're going to get is going to be spectacular. Remember, crown jewel means different things in different countries. You know, in Turkey, it means different things versus um, Uzbekistan versus Russia. Make sure the client base is significant. Because at the end of the day, what makes you a great consultant is not whether you worked in New York, not whether you worked in London, not whether you worked in Johannesburg, um, Santiago, and so on. It's whether you worked on important clients, on difficult projects, and through those difficult projects, whether you learned the right skills. Number one criteria that you need to think about. Everything else is irrelevant. Any questions, please feel free to post a comment. Thank you.